You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Cosmos After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Cosmos After Show. <laughs> Yes, there it is. This was the song that you picked. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Oh man, I'm sad. JC's not here to experience this. JC's not here to experience this tonight. Wow. But we're here. Yeah. So that's something. And who are we? Who are we? Well, I'm Scott Moore. And over here on the other side of the table. Hello, everyone. I'm Dylan Chance. And I am Autumn Chickless. That's right, JC couldn't be here tonight, but we're going to try to carry on without him, and he will be missed. It is time for episode eight already of the first season of Cosmos. Can you believe it? Episode eight. Oh, look, wow. look there's the robot. Yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. This is awesome. <laughs> All right. This brings me back. <laughs> this brings me back to good, the good old days. That's right, to the good old days, and that's right. And we're uh, we're here for episode eight, Sisters of the Sun. Yeah, Sisters oh. of the Sun. I love that title. Yeah, sounds like, like a, an album. Either an album, yeah, or a, a, a band, yeah, or uh, they were uh, live at Coachella a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, the Sisters <laughs> of the Sun. That's right, <laughs> rocking out in the desert, or even like a crazy. Uh, Sect or some kind of like you know oh, cults or something. Yeah, like some weird dark yes, cult. They're going to be sisters of the sun. sun. Right. Join that cult based on this episode, <laughs> right? And it, quite an interesting episode. What did you guys think? We kind of went back more into space again this episode, which I guess back I'm, to its I'm roots. happy. I like I'm that. I always love it when they go into space. Um, Make me feel insignificant. Love it. Right, me I'm, too. It makes me feel very tiny and worthless. Yeah, it's great. I've been I've been holding on to intergalactic uh, until they went back into space. I, right. I was like, I want to play that song. You've been waiting to play it, and now, all right, your dream became a reality. But yeah, it was it was good. I know nothing nothing better than feeling worthless and feeling like a, a star could explode at any time and and life as we know it. Wipe <laughs> Destroy, disintegrate our atmosphere, the works. <laughs> that being said, I'm so psyched and really hoping for a hypernova. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to the, the hypernova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you tease. know what? Hypernova, good tease. Yes, we'll get to the payoff later. Also, hypernova, I think, is going to be my new like word. Yeah. yeah. You know, when <laughs> crap's going to the fan, I'm going to be like, oh, it's a hypernova. Yeah. This is hypernova. Yeah. This is going hypernova, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, where should we start? At the very beginning here. We we were talking about you know people used to look up and and see the stars light back pollution. in ancient time. Definitely light pollution. And I will tell you though, a uh, great place that you can go without having to go all the way to Australia in the southern hemisphere is right over in Sedona. Oh, have you yeah? guys ever been to Sedona? Yes. I have. It is absolutely beautiful at night. It is. Uh, well, it's well, beautiful in general. It is. But, but the cool thing is that they have light pollution laws, so there is no like billboards. There's no crazy, you know, lights for for signs or anything else. And then because it's up at like 4,600 feet, you get an awesome view of the stars. It's like I feel like I'm in a planetarium after coming from here in LA and going there and just seeing the stars on a clear night yeah. is absolutely yeah, incredible. That's pretty you know, that's amazing, and I wish more places had laws like right. that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not. To, I mean, like, you could just turn off all the unnecessary lights or these lights that just light up buildings for no reason in the middle of the night. But there's Seriously. also these type of uh, street lights to where it makes sure all the light shines down right. and not up. 
And there's so many ways they could combat light pollution, which would be amazing. It so would that be. Be we can see stars from like big cities because it sucks sometimes living in LA. You look up and you see like two stars. I know you don't uh-huh. see any stars at all. And you know what's crazy about that is I think it was about was it ten years ago when we had the big brownout out here, 2003 mm-hmm. or so. There were a lot of 911 calls in LA because people saw the stars and saw the Milky Way, and people were actually calling about. They're like, "What is the stuff in the sky?" Oh I mean, isn't that sad? That's really like, sad. The well, fact that there's so much light pollution that people, people were freaking out of the Milky Way. Yes, because nobody wow. had ever really seen stars before, especially if you were born and raised in a big city, right. had never seen stars like that before. So yeah. it's it conflicting to me because I, it's being sad. born and raised a city girl, I do love lights. Anyone who knows me, I love big city lights at night. But at right. the same time, there is something very miraculous so when you go to Sedona or someplace like that and you look up. Only, it's humbling. Yeah. Like the rest uh, stars you see here are D-listers that run you. Candy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, I love running. <laughs> Me too. Running and even Fryman. Would we be considered the D-listers that run you? I'm like the F-lister or whatever the lower star rating here. I don't know what the order of all those different stars. I mean the O, the B, the A. We'll get into that too. But that's its own kind of excitement. I guess different. I'm like a, I'm like an O star probably. <laughs> that's the lowest one. I don't even get rated. Um, but. Oh, another good place is um, I saw the Milky Way for the first time in my life because yeah. I couldn't really see it from where I grew up in Texas. Like, I don't know why. I just I could see stars, but I could never see the Milky Way. And I saw it, um, I think it was a year ago. I took a trip up to uh, Eagle Lake in Northern California. Yeah. That's about 12 hours away. Um, and there, man, it was yeah. a campground, like, no lights for miles and miles oh, and miles right. and higher elevation up by a lake. And I just... Every night, just laid, stared straight up at the stars and just, uh, (laughs) it was amazing. It is amazing, and that basically goes back to where the episode began. It was basically talking about how these ancient, you know, civilizations basically explained stories on how the stars got to be and how we got to be through you know, these great tales about, you know, they, they used to draw the symbols and then mm-hmm. that's where we got like yeah, the little dipper, the constellations, all that stuff. Because obviously nobody's watching TV or the radio or anything back then. That's That was their form of entertainment. But it was a really cool way of like the way they explained how they came to be through these stories through looking up at the stars. Yeah. They and, uh, talked – again, we talked about this in an earlier episode. Yeah. The, the pattern recognition. And, exactly. And, and they – I like it was cool. It was like everywhere on Earth, every civilization yeah. looked to the stars and made their own patterns. Right. Made their own patterns. Great. Exactly, because depending on where you are on the Earth, too, you're going to see patterns a little bit differently, right. too. And what's so interesting is how similar some of the stories ended yeah. up being. Yeah, it's I mean, we talked about the seven maidens that the ended seven up. seven maidens. Uh, mm-hmm. What is yeah, that? Pleiates? The, is that what they said? Pleiates? The, ple- uh, Pleiates? The, yeah, it's Pleiades. Pleiades. Yeah. yeah, Pleiades of the how you had uh, one in Greece and where was the other? It was uh, it was the North America because yeah, yeah. they were Native American. And you Americans had the seven maidens and how they were turned into the stars. So it's interesting yeah. how similar even across like, was it like seven years. World. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's fascinating about that and um and 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 it is cool because you do tend to look at the stars, you know, as the year progresses and everything. They do tell you so it was a way for for people to plan to know when to plant things, when mm-hmm. things were going to be in trouble, like. Was all when the winter was coming. Mm-hmm. A nice game of friends. Winter was coming. Winter <laughs> is coming. But you know, like it, that was the way you would tell how things were going along is by where the stars were in the sky. Was how they could plan for the year accordingly. So you know, it is it is pretty cool. And I loved, uh, I loved that we went back to those stories. And then of course, I absolutely loved the fact that we talked about some female astronomers today. It was oh, nice. yes. That's some women power. Representing. Right? I was very pleased about that. And with some kick-ass names, I too. think the best names ever. I think yeah, it was they're... so cool. Oh, yeah, they had some pretty cool names. Cecilia Payne, Annie Jump Cannon. Annie Jump Cannon. Annie I mean, come Jump on. Cannon. 
Henrietta Swan Levitt. Swan Levitt. Swan Levitt. You got to read their names as if they're Henry a uh, yes, crazy I, reality you, you should, discovery yeah. show. You should, you should read their names Andy as if they're going to fight in the gladiators. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Annie Jump Cannon. Henrietta Swan Levitt. <laughs> Cecilia Payne. Tonight on Female Astronomers. <laughs> <laughs> at Harvard, too. Oh, yeah. They were at Harvard. I like that uh, they all worked for that guy. What was his name? Uh, Edward Charles Pickering. Edward, yeah, it was... So kind of odd the way they all like work together in like this back room and they call them the computers. And the they're computers just, like, shoved in the back, or uh, some people called them uh, Pickering's harem. Yeah, Pickering's and harem. and then how so many of them were deaf. I mean that yeah, was interesting what, too. Did you just go around like, looking for like deaf scientist women, right? <laughs> so, Do you, uh, you're not deaf. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah, be. You can't be yeah, it was interesting and in how they had all the voices portray that obviously. Yeah. And so for the first. While I was really confused as to why everyone there, ha- and then I realized that most of them were deaf, which which is pretty remarkable, actually. Yeah. Considering just first of all statistically, and second of all, right. First of all statistically, and second of all the <laughs> fact that there were really no women scientists to begin with. Well, that's with. what I mean. Yeah, statistically, like, there weren't many. Nothing, and then have several of them being, all being deaf. Yeah, which is very interesting. Yeah, it was. Cool, uh, I, I'd love to learn more about that because I think that's really cool. And I actually learned because I've always heard about. I think. Is our star G star? I can't remember now, but all the ratings and everything. I had no idea how that came out being so. It was great to learn that. Um, I need to look more today. into that because I I didn't get enough from it from the episode. Yeah, I probably need to rewatch it or just go do some research. Right, online. I just need to research. skimmed over it, but it was really cool how they they went over a lot very quickly. They did, when of it course, comes to her discoveries and all their discoveries because they were trying to get obviously to the main uh, thesis. Yeah. Which is, they said, uh, he said was considered maybe possibly the greatest thesis ever mm-hmm. written, apparently. From Cecilia Payne, yeah. Wow. Um, I, I just thought it was great because I'd never known how they rated the stars and I still don't really know what the difference between an O, a B, an A, an F, like uh, where yeah. she got the letters from for any of that. Um, but it was great to know that about the spectral characters and basically what Cecilia Payne had discovered is that's really the, basically equals the temperature of the yeah, stars. Yeah, that right. was great. So. It was what they say. So Cannon, uh, Annie Jump Cannon, mm-hmm. took decades to organize stars into seven different categories. Um, yep. Henrietta Swan Levitt discovered how to measure the distance from stars to other stars. Mm-hmm. And then Cecilia Payne came along and she helped gather all that information, yeah. put it together, read it, because they were just making all these dots and squiggles, and, like, yeah, they had yeah. a system, but she brought, brought it, it together. all together. And, yeah, it was uh, the Harvard, what was it called? The Harvard uh, Spectral Spectral <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant that women. No, 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 yeah, no, the, whatever that system was called, the Harvard Spectral Scheme, or, or whatever that right. she invented, but, yeah, I mean, that was, and the other thing that was cool is that they are all, like, very supportive and collaborative of one another, too, yeah. like, yeah, the way they brought it about. Fancy. Like no, there was no competitiveness or backstabbing. So that's like where, when the reality show would come out. That's yeah, when right, out. right. And I was happy to hear that um, <laughs> Russell ended up when uh, originally Russell kind of pushed it off and said it's absolutely impossible. But then four mm-hmm. years later, as it normally takes four to how many ever years mm-hmm. later, um, he finally came out with Insidious, and I was just waiting for him to go. And then he took credit. For I it. was just going to say that too. Yeah. I was ready for him no. to take the credit for it. Yeah, I was that surprised or by just, that. Just like try to hide it. I was yeah. always waiting for some kind of drama, but right. no, he was upfront about it. He was a stand-up guy, and it was nice to see. Yeah. So that was Henry Norris Russell, and yes. he was the mm-hmm. who was he? He was the main. He was the what? Uh, um, he was like the head scientist head, there yeah. of astronomy. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he At didn't. He didn't agree with her thesis. And uh, that's when, like you said, it took four years, and then they realized, mm-hmm. and they were allowed. The problem was that she 
doubted herself. She did. Because he was the head scientist. Right. And she was like, how could I right. be right and he be wrong? Exactly. Right. Uh, so she doubted herself. She wrote that line that discredited her thesis. Exactly. It was and sad. But she should have stood her ground. She should have, but I, I, at the same time, I kind of understand where yeah. she's coming from. Yeah, because course. you're going there, you're doing this work, and then now you're doubting yourself because you're like, well, the main guy here obviously knows probably more than me, and I'm thinking right. if he says I'm wrong. Uh, so I can understand it, but it did, like he even said in the episode. It takes a certain level of ego to, and I mean, it's a necessary yeah. ego, but it takes a certain level of ego to go, no, everyone here is wrong. Right. Everyone right. is right because of my data. Exactly. So. Yeah, it was, uh, but it was tough. So luckily, it all worked out. We had the nice happy ending. She got the credit. She did. It was. She was it was nice to right. kind of have that. Well, because I was worried they were just going to say she, you know, lived the end of her life because she was into wrong. And now we know, right? Yeah. And thinking she was wrong. So that was nice to end uh, all that really well. And I mm-hmm. thought uh, that was a that was a good episode of learning about that as well. Um, so, move, moving on from yeah. Stars Unknown, do you guys have anything else you want to talk no. about the sisters there? No, I was going to say, now we get to go back to space. I know, now we're back out in outer space, which I was very excited about. We you learned about, you know, hypernovas, supernovas, all the different stars, and all the white dwarfs, and blue and red lights, and That's oh my cool. god, so <laughs> much stuff. The white dwarf. So, so, so much awesome. stuff. Um, and again, we kind of went back to, I would say, our roots again of what we had talked about in previous episodes, going back to like, oh, you're all made of stardust. Uh, yeah. You know, we kind of went back to that, which I always think is really cool, because it does show how we're all connected with everything from the universe and space. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good great. to remember that. And truly is so humbling. I mean, watching any episode of Cosmos, yeah. really, you <laughs> kind of have to be humbled but especially for me anyway personally when we're yeah. talking about the universe and you're talking about the stars and you're talking right. about all the different uh things that are going on it's very difficult to take yourself too seriously <laughs> when watching something like that seriously yeah. right especially <laughs> my god especially with the special effects that they have on the show though yeah. it's pretty remarkable it really does like when you see all this stuff happening and you're learning about all of these, like, cosmic events, you, like, for a second go, wow, all these problems that I think I have yeah, right? are, are nothing. I kind of love it, though. And will be gone. Compared to like, a hypernova. Yeah. You no, know, just coming back, oh, I have, like, I'm in fin- I'm about to enter finals week yeah. right now in college, and I really kind of needed a nice dose of the universe in my face. <laughs> yeah, who cares about those finals? Cousin, a my teachers years are really good. Yeah, exactly. Cosmos when I fail out of all of my. Uh, I, I promise, mom and dad, I will not fail out of yeah. it because of Cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> I, watch it, but. I decided I'm giving up because it doesn't yeah, matter. That's right. Because there's going exactly. to be a hypernova in our lifetime. Yes. And so why bother? Why bother with anything now? <laughs> I Thanks, like Cosmos. Um, I was really interested when they started going through all the different like sets of stars yeah. and telling us how old they were like the stars right. below Orion's belt he said they're basically newborns because they're only 10 million years old yeah that was that That's was really cute cool it was cute yeah calling them the toddler ones that yeah. were still kind of connected and then they would grow apart and never right yeah be near each other again it's fun because now you know next time i go look up at yeah. orion i'll be like oh those little baby stars. stars. Aww, they're so cute. And then they <laughs> what? That yeah. The PDE stars were a hundred million years mm-hmm. old. That's crazy. Time. The Big Dipper. Yeah. Those yep. stars are half a billion years old. Yes, Man, those are the awesome. adolescent stars. The, that's the funny thing. They're the adolescent yeah. stars. They're not even. Yeah. The and then they put it in perspective. Of our sun 
can't even be seen a few light years away. Yeah, that was crazy <laughs> when know. they circled the little one. I verbally said, lame. Yeah, yeah I know. So <laughs> you lame. did say that when we were watching well, because it. Because <laughs> we're so lame. Our sun is so lame in comparison. Little, little star sun. I know. Hey, uh-huh. it's magnificent. I know. In its, its own. In its own glory. In its own. <laughs> it has to be. Because if it was too much, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. That's true. It's perfect. I mean, right? I'm glad it's for its the mediocrity, it but <laughs> when you kind of look at it in comparison, there's a place for it. I know. It. That's right. That's right, son. We still love you, and you're okay we just do. the way you are. So don't but change. But just don't get <laughs> don't too change. cocky. Yes. Don't change at least for another billion years. Billion years or so. So. And then it will, apparently. Yeah. That was crazy. 10% higher. Uh, just imagine yeah. how that would translate into temperatures on the Earth, because I feel like that would just accentuate the temperatures even more than yeah, 10%. It's, it's not going to just be equal. 10%, no. Oh, no. I mean, I'm it's going to be like... a serious tan. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to totally fry. And then the fact that it's going to become this giant, 100 times its size at one point, Oof. what is it called? The uh, giant red star? Yeah. Red star. And then after all that craziness, it's going to collapse like a souffle to about the size of the Earth, and then it's going to be, what, a white dwarf with just dimly lit for another... 100 billion, billion years. years. That's a long time. Yeah. yeah. Just a dimly lit thing. And then I imagine whatever would be left if there was an Earth would yeah. then cool off to or some crazy like, thing. Or I like what he said. If there is another like space sparing uh, mm-hmm. um, civilization cruising through right. or just even with a telescope looking yeah. at it and they go and they're cataloging stars just like we right, do. Right, we are, yeah. They look at it and they go, oh, look at that little, you know, that white little, star, uh, would white they, dwarf would star. They even? Would they even? <laughs> or they just go right past it and not even see it. Like I'm totally oh, hating on the wait. sun right now. I'm sorry. It's, it's nothing Well, I mean, we, ca- we catalog those when we see them. So, I mean, I imagine yeah, yeah. other, well, other civilizations will too. But what's interesting. I love that you're like, they'll be cataloged by the aliens, of course. Of course they will. Well, yeah, absolutely, in their own system. <laughs> they <laughs> take very good notes, the aliens. <laughs> I'm sure they do. And I, I mentioned earlier, I hope that when the aliens visit Earth, they find hashtag selfie and listen to it. And No. But when they do, then they're, they're not even going to take us with them. Then they're just going to destroy us because yeah. like, we're not even no, worth gonna taking. No, we're going to be long dead by then. It's just what I'm hoping, really what I hope for is when the aliens are studying our civilization and like teaching in schools because <laughs> no one actually cares when they reach this decade that they'll look at that song specifically and kind of... And be like, this is this is what the most intelligent life form on the planet of Earth was like in that decade. Wow. Blow it up. Yeah. Just blow it mm-hmm. up. Kill it with fire. Yeah. Blow it up again, even though it's already burnt to a crisp and nobody's even alive anymore after the sun, but still, it, needs, it deserves to be blown up again to bits. Oh, um, the three sun planet. They said if there was a planet yeah. that had three yeah. suns, yeah. how some days could be blue yeah. and some days could be red. Wouldn't that be amazing? That awesome. I, like, I imagined like, uh, a dual sun planet like Tatooine. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, Ooh, that'd be fun. It would but be. It's a triple sun planet. But, but we like, would barely have night. Or no. Yeah, no night. But it would be so cool though, like the red, you know, light and blue light. On, like that'd be awesome. Oh, be I wish the sun would do that for us every once in a while, like, like change colors. And... So we've just decided I don't know. I feel like something bad would really away. happen yeah. if that happened. I feel like something bad would happen if the ch- sun right. just changed but, colors. But it would be kind of fun. Well, it wouldn't be necessarily if the sun was changing colors. It was just that. The light. Right, yeah. the light from the, the light from the sun. No, I just I I loved all that, and uh, of course, when the sun does, of course, become hundred times its size, it was going to eat up Mercury and Venus and possibly Earth anyway. So yeah. I mean, it wouldn't even matter for us because no. we'd fry to a crisp in a second. But oh my god, and uh, poor and, Venus, I love Venus. We'll have beach property on Mars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the other cool thing, of course, was we we got to learn about. Some of the other stars, of course, like Sirius is the brightest star. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we talked about Rigel, the one that was near Orion, that, that again, has so much crazy power. And it's going to shrink down 100,000 times 
its size until it can't shrink anymore, and then that'll be its own like supernova. Boom, sub supernova. Yeah. Oh, it's going to turn into a pulsar. Yeah, and then turning into a pulsar. And I mean, there's so many crazy things. Yeah, pulsars, pulsars are awesome. They are. They just spin around because of their crazy yeah. energy, and it just shoots out of both sides. Ugh. And they just spin like crazy, sh- shooting radiation and energy just out into space while they spiral out of control. It's amazing. And have mm, you seen those? Um, there's some systems where they have binary pulsars, and they orbit each other. Yes, they kind of orbit each just, other around. It looks like a crazy disco yeah. light because they're just shooting <laughs> they're energy just, in all directions. Spinning just, around. I know. It's like a really, really cool. I, I really do want to do the planetarium thing. Yeah. Because now I'm just mm-hmm. like, I want to see all this stuff. It's just so – and like the density of the stars and everything. I mean, it's just like insane. Oh, and they – yeah, they, that's what they called a nova, right, was the explosion. Yes. Yeah. The nuclear explosion that – when the Meaning other planet you. was sucking out mm-hmm. the ga- uh, power and the energy and the gas, and every time it hit the surface of it, it would make it explode, and they were a hundred thousand times more energy yeah. than the sun. <laughs> Woo! I know. Again, making our sun look lame again. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just the sun that's looking lame. Frankly, I mean, there's there are two parts to it. First of all, in ways, yes, it is totally lame because you realize how not. I mean, we are we're not very special when you look at the grand scheme. Yeah. But then at the same time, the other kind of cool thing is. So far, we are pretty special yeah. in our kind of neighborhood of the universe. Exactly. We're kind of the big guys in town when it comes to what separates us. And mm-hmm. We're both not special and, and yet very yes, special. Very special it's an interesting duality. <laughs> it's fun to play with. I like that when he used the term psychedelic death shroud. Yes. <laughs> oh, I did too. That was amazing. I know. Another like crazy you know album name or something. Yeah. Psychedelic death And also the, the event horizon too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, black come holes on. though. Black hole. Black holes though. That's a very... <sighs> Talk about a crazy movie. Yeah. Right. Horizon. <laughs> that movie's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Black Holes and the Event Horizon itself. So I thought that, you know, going back to, like, talking about the fundamentals of, of space was just really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we can't forget about the Eta... What is it? Eta... Carina? Carina? Oh, the, um, the the other star, Eta Carina. Yeah. Eta Carina, Carina, yeah. I love it's, that name. It sounds that sounds yeah. like a female Eta science Carina. name to me too, like one of the names. Eta yeah, it's um. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing about it is, um, I was kind of nervous. He kind of set it up as though, oh, this thing is going to pretty much demolish. Well, especially when he said it was during. Our, this could happen during our this lifetime. This is going to happen during I was our like, lifetime. Oh my god! Oh, damn it! What he's going to tell us? He's going to tell us we're going to die from yeah. the, from the Again, star explosion. Like how many times can you tell us that we're All going right. to die? I anyways. really thought that was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's, so that's in the Carina Nebula. Yes, it's um, seventy five hundred light years away, and it takes light fifty years to cross the Carina Nebula. Mm-hmm. So that obviously means that the Carina Nebula is fifty light years across. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is cr- crazy too. That's again the size, yeah, huge. That's I just mean, a big giant cloud of gas and stars right. for fifty light 50 years. Light years across, like that's I mean, nuts. seriously, <laughs> it's, I, um, it's crazy. But the fact that, like, I guess back in eighteen forty three, it went from being a pretty typical, not very bright star to all of a sudden being the second brightest star, right, in, in, the sky. in the sky behind Sirius. And it was like, why did that happen? What did they say? It's a hundred times more massive than the sun. Is that mm-hmm. what I got? Yeah, hundred times. Yeah, hundred times more massive like, than the sun. I hope I didn't write that down wrong. No, that's what I had too. Okay, but yeah, that that was a, you know, and the the fact that it has so massive and has you know yeah hundreds of times i had hundreds of times so i don't know oh maybe maybe it's hundreds but either way more massive more light than our sun and so massive that its radiation and its gravity would be overwhelming when it blows apart so this this is where the hypernova comes in right and this would basically wipe out you know 
planets all throughout the atmosphere, like stripping them of their atmospheres, giving them all this radiation. Right. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy, yeah. insane stuff that happens with the hypernova. And what's cool is, you know, when you think about how he says it might happen during our yeah. lifetime, I'm so mean for that. that it would have already happened. It would have already happened, exactly. And we're just waiting for we're the waiting show. to see. I know, which is crazy <laughs> to think about again. But if you find a show, apparently, that's what yeah. I'm really interested in, is right. the thought that he kind of set it up to make it sound like, oh, we're pretty much doomed if this thing happens. Yeah, and then he's like, no, actually, it would be fine, because it actually, would reach us. Actually, it would be awesome. And it would be amazing, because if you were in the Southern Hemisphere, it would be basically looking at a second moon, because it would be so bright. If that happens... I'm traveling right. to the Southern Hemisphere. We're going to go to Australia. Yeah, no, We're going to go out there. You know, I'm going to watch it. Out to Ayers Rock. Oh, go out to the desert. You? I mean, that would be incredible. How long? I wonder how long something like that lasts in the sky. That's what I was wondering, too, because he didn't go into that. So there's another thing I'd love to learn. And if anybody out there knows and wants yeah, to be able to comment, please. let us know, please, because we'd love to know. But, yes, yeah, so basically it would have happened 7,500 years ago. If it happens if tomorrow. It, if it happened tomorrow. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> but, I mean, isn't that... W- yeah. Again, it's, like, so weird to, like, think about. Like, oh, wait, this already happened in the past, like, thousands upon thousands of years ago. Yeah. And it's Stone just now making to us. time travel. It's uh, really yeah. difficult it five, to grasp. 5,000 B.C.? Yeah. What happened then? Yeah. That's that place was exploding. I know. It's <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. So, uh, any more thoughts before we move into news? Any other things you want to talk about? About this episode? Um, what, oh, I like that they wrapped it up. Okay, because when we talked about... Oh, now I forgot it. The maidens, you know, the seven yeah. maidens. What were they right. called? Uh, pe- pe- oh, Pelates? Um, Pelates? Pelates. Yeah, Pelates. Pelates. I know. Am I, I, am I saying Pelates, that right? Pelates. It's Pelates. Pelates. Yeah, Pelates. I was like, wait, I don't think yeah. we're saying it right. No, yeah. we're not. Pelates. I added... There we go. Uh, Pelates. So they talked about the seven stars seven were... Maidens, right? uh, yeah. The seven maidens. Oh, and they did the eyesight test. That's pretty cool, yeah. right? If you could see oh, six, yeah. you were a normal person. If you could seven, <laughs> you're a normal person. You're like, oh. I want to know if I would be a warrior. They said, like, you'd be a great uh, ideal warrior well, if you go, could see outside. Well, then go outside and see if you can see I'm going to. Well, Except not, not here. Not in Los Angeles. The light pollution, that's the problem. Drive away. Yeah, we'd fail all of us <laughs> so the native americans had a story of um maidens who went out and dancing and then some bears came after them and they made the rock grow mm-hmm. and it was that's what they called devil's tower over there mm-hmm. and then uh, the greeks had their thing where orion was like chasing them down because he was like he wanted him so he bad wanted, yeah. yeah he was a horn dog and yeah. um <laughs> he was chasing them down and zeus stepped in and put him up there and then, like they said, when Orion died, he put him up in the stars so, so he could continue to chase him. Chase him. Come on, like, stars. That's messed up, Zeus. I know, um, right? Zeus is messed up. For eternity. <laughs> but they said in 10 or 20 million years from now, uh, some of the major stars in o- Orion constellation will go supernova. And so he'll never catch the maidens. Yes. And then they will move on into the Milky on. Way. Yeah. Which is really cool. And I, and the other cool thought, too, was, like, if you could see in all the different, you know, an X-ray oh, and yeah. other types of lights, the way you'd be able to see the Milky Way. I mean, it would just be incredible. Oh, I liked mm-hmm. it when he, um, they talked about how if we could put them all down to, like, one minute. And all you saw oh, was the twinkling of oh, yeah, all, all the, the stars lights. blowing so up. Cool. Yeah. And then through eye telescopes, if our eyes could be yeah, telescopes. Yeah, it could be, like, exactly telescopes. Like, the size of wagon wheels. That was hilarious. I was like, where did that come very from? <laughs> did, did you guys picture, like, people with giant yes, eyes? Wagon wheels for eyes. Yeah, those old like a cyclops yeah just big old wagon wheel eyes um but yeah kind of i know it sounds silly but it kind of reminds me of like that and like when when transformers blow up you know on and you see all the oh yeah weird lights and when there's a storm and stuff so um i i absolutely think that's the coolest thing 
to watch it explode and go on from there. Yeah, you know? it's great. So, oh. let's, I got some news. You got some news? I got some news. I know you have news. Yeah, I know. All right, let's hear it. All right, let's you go first. TV news. Oh, yeah. Cue it up here. Okay. Um, you go first. So, I read about um, the brown, was it a brown dwarf star? Mm. Um, they just discovered a brown dwarf star like seven and a half light years away. Yeah. Oh, really close. Wow. Yeah. It's um, cold as ice. Mm, yeah. So, it's a star <laughs> as cold as ice. How weird is that? Crazy. That's it's like dry ice, I guess. Huh? <laughs> it's really cold. It's a really cold well, star. Well, because isn't That's it like really cool. sort of like the what we were talking about with the with the blue? You know, when it gets colder, anyways, it, it's dimmer. Yeah. So, yeah. but I didn't know they could get that cold. I didn't they know made they could it get that cold like either. I know it was still like would be really hot, but I I I didn't read all into it. I didn't I just, read it either. The whole thing, I just kind of saw it when I was scrolling through, and I was I like, oh, that's interesting. Up. I'll have to go back to that. Yeah. yeah. So um, they didn't say exactly, we, or you didn't get a chance to read why it's cold or what makes it? No, I have to look more into it. I was busy. I just was trying to get some information today and see some some ideas of what's going on in the world, and that's one of the things I saw. Yeah. Um, but hey, if you know more about it, yes. feel free to tell us. Yeah, let us know in the comments. Tell we everyone love about to hear it. You. I'd love um, to hear from you guys. Well, I, I love this article. This is about the, um, have you guys hold, it's Sophia, okay? We're not talking about Sylvia Vagar or anything. We're talking about <laughs> Sophia. Not that star? Well, yeah, not that star, exactly. But the, it's, it's actually kind of crazy because it fits so well with tonight's episode. It's basically this, it's, it is big and beautiful and voluptuous. Oh. Um, it's a modified 747 and basically they fly all over to get better observations of the Milky Way and the supermassive black hole that are 25 to 28,000 light years away. Isn't that that massive one that we talked about in the previous episode when he was talking about I the think, whole yeah, black that's hole? that's the one that's like closest, yeah. maybe, to and, us. And so... It's, it's not a supermassive black hole, is it? Isn't it just a regular... Because the supermassive black hole is in the center yeah. of our it's galaxy. It's only a massive black hole. Right. It's just a super massive black hole. black hole. Right. Tone it down a little bit. <laughs> no, just Come a super... On. But basically, they go on like an 11-hour flight. They start in the morning, and they go up to the northern parts of, of North America and Canada, and they get all these great... It's like a telescope. It's pretty awesome. Oh, and that's awesome. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so it's called Sophia, and I guess some teachers just went on it last week, and they did went up to like Bismarck, North Dakota, and they come all the way back to Palmdale, and it has this huge telescope, and it basically takes all these really cool well, pictures awesome. of the Milky Way. How do we get on it? I know. That's right. We've got to figure out how we can get on. I guess they apparently said they're going to possibly start selling nights to be able to go on the Sophia. Yeah, but it's going to be. But it's going to be a million dollars. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. A million dollars. I'm sure After Buzz can just write a check for that. Yeah. Just put us all in there. Exactly. No big deal. So. uh, (laughs) But speaking of a million dollars. If we're going to be spending a million dollars, wouldn't it be great to just go ahead and use the uh, the American Express card? Oh, you know, yeah, you don't probably have to worry so. about it. My name is Yvonne Saravia, and I am a home health aide. My credit score was very high; it was like seven hundred something. Then I had like a hiccup in my finances; everything just whoo, crashed. But I don't crawl under a rock and cry. It takes baby steps to get back, so. That's what I am doing. With American Express Serve, you have a full-service prepaid account that helps you handle your money simply and affordably. There's no credit check. You can pay your bills online and reload cash for free at over 15,000 locations, all for $1 a month and all backed by the 24-7 service of American Express. This is what membership is. This is what membership does. Get started with an American Express Serve card at CVS Pharmacy or Family Dollar today. Terms and restrictions apply. Go to serve.com for more details. <laughs> wow. don't, uh, don't leave the I like ga- that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. 
<laughs> Don't leave the galaxy without your American Express card. Ooh, so. intergalactic yeah. American Express. That'd be great. Wouldn't that be great? Way to sell it. Right. I'm not sure exactly what you'd be purchasing, but... Uh, hey, Star. the intergalactic, intergalactic Amex card. That'd be great. Look, there's enough, fly there's enough space. stars and fly planets them. and galaxies right. out there well, for I mean, every person on Earth. Well, I mean, you can purchase stars. That you is can. something that you can do. That's so. right. Remember I don't that, think it's real, though. No, but remember that was the big d- thing for a while? Like, people would do it for people's birthdays and, I like, events. One. I got one. I did. For, uh... <laughs> and? Where yeah. is this at? <laughs> I can't tell Give you. Give us the coordinates. <laughs> I can't tell you, but I thought it was so clever because I was very young and I named it Ringo. And I promise you that there's so many Ringos <laughs> out there. I'm not the only one. But I did buy a star. I thought it was so cool and so clever. I'm sure I am, uh... <laughs> That is yeah. like the most overnamed. I know. Star. No, I was to say it's probably like yeah, there's a couple. There's Ringos. a few Patrick's. There's yeah. a few Ringo's. Well, there's yeah. there's um, another service that was letting people name craters on Mars. Really? Yeah. Um, and you could like name them, pay money or whatever. And then like a few months or maybe a month or two after it was uh, out, the like union that decides whether or not stuff like that yeah. if they'll use it's the okay, names yeah. they were like no so like all these people bought into it well, seriously. and then they came out and they were like no, come on we're not using that i mean it's ridiculous too because it's kind of <laughs> yeah. like really like you can never even know that it's it's all a huge scam like come on well, come of on course it's a huge come scam. on i mean at least the, with the star thing it's yeah the, it's theoretical obviously it's theoretical and there's like hundreds of billions of stars again when it like just throws your mind for a loop that there's that many stars out there so yes we should all have stars named after us we should all have we're stars because we're, we're, we're all stars we're all special stars. you're special too out there everyone because we're all stardust that's right that was very cool I mean bringing it back to that they always bring it back to that and that's the best part that was from the very first episode uh, so any final thoughts And I have a final thought go that I feel like we should mention. Somebody's birthday tomorrow. It is somebody's birthday mm-hmm. tomorrow. Do you guys know whose birthday it is tomorrow? Uh, I do believe yeah. it's that man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the one who, yes, yes. I am going to be aging ungracefully. I already very, gracefully, very gracefully. <laughs> very gracefully. Happy birthday. Happy, happy, thank you. Happy, happy birthday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, yeah, just uh, speaking, I'm like, I'm aging like a star in the sky right now as we speak. And one day exactly. you'll go hypernova. That's right. Oh, I will. Oh, I will. Sweet. You don't want to be around when that happens. <laughs> just telling you that right now. Yeah, I, I just again, I thought it was a great episode. I, we could try to tease next week's, but yeah, I mean, what we're, we're going, going back? To back we're going back to Earth. Yep. We're going to be talking about the old civilizations and uh, going underwater. Yes, which I'm really very cool. excited about that too. Oh I'm yeah, you love that. Fascinated about oceanography and everything is it's because we were talking about this last week. Is like yeah. it's our own areas that are completely unexplored and undiscoverable yeah, and are a, miles uh, deep. An oceanography uh, friend, or you know, yes, someone? yes, yes. So I'm going to try to see Just if I can get him in and yeah. get the scientist to come in next week because we know that JPL. it's going to go under ocean. So yeah, no, and it's going to be awesome because, like we said earlier, or like we said last week, we're going crazy and we know so much about what's out in space mm-hmm. and we know so much about our universe that's so far beyond our planet and yet we still haven't figured out all of our own. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be cool to see All the species and all the things that are in the ocean that we have oh, no idea. Yeah. And like even brought up, which will be fun too, like just 3,000 feet below the surface, it's pitch black down there. Oof. That's oh, crazy. That's creepy. So yeah, I can't wait. So like, yeah. You, you hear about all those crazy things like giant squid when yeah. they, they have like... I uh, hope they're giant squid. No, they are. They're just, well, there are. Well, there are, but I mean like... Just tons of like, them. You know, like oh. hypernova's giant squid. <laughs> like colonies. Yeah, I'm colonies talking about like messy uh, type ordeals, like yeah. the crazy. Gigantic squid that are all like that would blow intelligent and like have little yeah. civilizations down there. 
No. Weird stuff point. going down. <laughs> All right, I'm like, yeah, we're really going off the rails now. But yeah, great, great episode. Now, where can we find you all until next week? All right, I'm Autumn Chickless. So you can find me at Autumn Chickless on Twitter. Uh, I'm Dylan Chance. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Chance. Or you can check out the Facebook page that I run with my partner, Courtney Bree. It's facebook.com slash a cosmic perspective. There you go. You can really get all your science oh, stuff yeah. during the week while you're waiting all for All science, space stuff. I try to post everything I see all week long to keep, keep, right. keep people going. All science all the time. Everyone should definitely check that out. Yes. You can find me on the old Twitter at sman80. That's S-M-A-N-8-0. Until next time, have a great week, everyone. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Happy birthday, Scott. Thank you. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.